0: Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630, WLAP, the home of the cats, right here in Lexington.
1: And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic. And together, Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking the cats. If it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, you can hear it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network.
0: This edition of the show, we're going to talk some more basketball about uh, the game against Vanderbilt, the dominant win. We missed a couple things as you guys listened. Uh, We were walking, we were cold. Our brains might have frozen. Puffing and puffing. Yeah, I I think, (laughs) I think, I think think to to both of our credits, we're in a little bit better shape than we were when we did the one at Auburn. That certainly
1: sounded like it. We didn't sound like we were dying, (laughs) even though we were in the freezing cold.
0: Yeah. So, uh, shout out to us for getting in better shape apparently in the new year. Um. Uh, we're going to also mention the Lex- the Kentucky Sports Figure of the Year that is just announced this evening, and uh, we're going to give you an update on some music as well, I think. Uh, but let's uh, we do want to mention that this edition of the show is brought to you by LaRosa. Tell you more about them in a bit. And Kyle, let's start out with the point guard for Kentucky because he is starting to roll, and sometimes you have to kind of double-check the stat line because it's always impressive but it seems like every game there might be something new that you're like, oh wow, how did he, that's that's a really good number right there. And the game against Vanderbilt, it was assists.
1: Yeah, he had eight assists. Uh, he's the last three games he's had twenty five assists. He's had nine, eight, and eight. Uh, also of note, he, well the other thing, eight assists and only one turnover in this last game, which was big because he's. he's Kind of been on this streak where he he makes up for it by all the other things he does, including a bunch of steals, but he's had you know three, four, five turnovers in a lot of uh, a lot of these games. only one so an eight to one turnover assist to turnover uh, ratio very good. He had seven points, I think six rebounds, eight assists, only one steal. It was the first time in 10 games that he hadn't had double uh, or, or at least two steals. Um, didn't make much difference. I think he caused multiple other turnovers that didn't go down his steals. Did not get a stat correction this time, though. Didn't get anything added. Um, But the other thing that stood out to me is he made a three and made a deep two, uh, a couple of really pretty-looking jump shots. And now he started the season one for ten from three, and he's hit three of his last nine, which is nothing necessarily to write home about. But I think it's it's not totally – um, insignificant the way he's been able to make a few of these jump shots, because even if he just creates a little bit of respect for the fact that he can shoot it, where, you know, so far teams have just said, whatever, you're not going to shoot it when he catches it on the perimeter and they maybe back up. um, You know, that, that obviously is a, is uh, beneficial if teams have to creep up on him, then he can blow by and, and create more often. So um, I thought, while PJ is obviously going to get all the attention, and then kind of the team at large is going to get a lot of attention for blowing Vanderbilt out the way it did, and, and Nick Richards is going to get a lot of attention for having kind of a scoring binge. Um, Ashton played kind of quietly, played another really really good game, and really got him into good offense, and was once again I think the 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 linchpin of the of the um, of a I would say the best defensive performance all around of the yeah. season for that
0: team. Yeah. I don't, I don't think and there's any question. I mean, Calipari normally can find something to kind of nitpick out and, on defense. And I guess if I'm remembering right, the only thing that he kind of had a quibble with was Keldon kind of struggling a little bit. Um, but other than that, you know, they were just so good defensively that it was just kind of crazy to see. And it is, I'll give John Calipari a ton of credit for, you know, putting in a different type of defense this season. Uh, we, I talked to Jay Williams before game day and he said that the, the the defense this season is something that Calipari hadn't run previously. Letting these guys, mainly Hagans and Hero, just go out and get steals is something that normally he doesn't do. And he's told us that, Kyle. And for him to kind of be open to that and change up the defense. And if you can somehow now combine Hagen's and Hero stealing the ball and you're getting blocks from Nick Richards that's a formidable defense that I don't think anybody would want to face.
1: Yeah, I think you know the, the change is maybe letting, letting those guys gamble a little bit more, um, whereas maybe in the past you'd want them to sort of play more within the framework of the team concept. I think those guys have proven so good at anticipating and jumping into passing lanes and uh, getting deflections and, and having those turn into runouts. Uh, Tyler Hero had a, a really – he had a great – I don't think we really talked about this either – he had a really great sequence um, in the game the other night, um, which he finished off with a steal and a slam. And, and uh, it's funny, then he comes down and uh, Kyle Mann, our buddy that we talk about a lot, who uh, watches a lot of tape on a lot of different guys, was kind of going back through the game and, and has a freeze frame that he tweeted out of there on the break. It was kind of a heat check heat check in that, hot, in that little uh, outburst by Tyler Hero. Where he pulls up at the top of the key in, on the fast break, and it's basically a four on two, <laughs> and it's there's there's nobody basically nobody in the paint, and Tyler Hero at the top of the uh, key with teammates all around him, and he just pulls up and pulls the trigger. and And I don't think that the I would uh, guess the Kentucky coaching staff wasn't upset with him because I think that's actually a pretty good shot, the the three in transition there, and it's something that he practices, and um and, and also I think they like the confidence of that kid, Tyler Hero. Very, very confident we talked about that the other day. Clearly showing he's not just a, a white kid who can shoot, as mm-hmm. Kelly Payne said. Um so both those guys I think have been, been very impressive.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't think there's any doubt about that. The, the backcourt has <laughs> I don't think it would we would have anticipated that it would have been Hagen's and Hero, this, the guys just getting all these steals, and then all of a sudden like Higgins has a jump shot that's developing and, and hero is a defensive stopper. Those are things I don't think anybody predicted at the the start of the season, but now you're really seeing them and Kentucky's counting on them nightly. And those guys are kind of starting to show out nightly that they're capable of doing that. I think Higgins developing a jump shot is something that I don't, I don't know what you do if, if he can actually hit those shots on a regular basis.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's three for five, one hit, one out of two uh, from deep. Uh, Tyler Hero, by the way, had three steals in that game. Over, um, for, for 3 from 3. Like, he's not making three-point shots right now. He's not even – you know, the shooter piece of it's really not even there. But he had a, uh, a really, really nice floater in the lane, drive and floater, and uh, hit a couple other driving shots and pull-ups. And like I said, he had the steal and the dunk. The fact that Hero has become such a uh, – An all-around guy. He's had games where he had really good rebounding numbers. Um, He's passing the ball better. He had the the Kansas game. He had the beautiful uh, pocket pass on a on a pick and roll with uh, was it PJ? I think it was PJ. Um, So yeah, I mean, I just um, I I think the big thing you sort of touched on there is like Ashton Higgins and Tyler Hero are each we're each known for something. I think people expected them to be major Mm -hmm. contributors and be really good for Kentucky this year. But the thing that's notable to me as this team grows is their own personal sort of growth into like Ashton Hagen's being more than just a defender and Tyler Hero being more than just a shooter or even just a scorer um, that he's there defending, rebounding, uh, passing the ball. Um, that Hagen's is starting to make some shots, but and also just really distributing at a high level. I mean, that's not a small thing—25 assists in three games. Um, you know, that that puts you up. Uh, you, you do do that a few more games in a row, like that puts you up there um, with some of the the other kind of just true point guard, you know, lead the team type guys that they've had. Which I don't think people really thought of Ashton Hagen's as. Um, you know, Coming into the year, and certainly not after even his like initial breakout, that wasn't really the thing that he was hanging his hat on, and now he's doing that as well.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, coming up next, uh, we are going to talk about P.J. Washington and Nick Richards' postgame comments and some fun they had uh, with uh, a reporter that some Kentucky fans don't like, but I know Kyle and I really enjoy him. Uh, but first, I do want to take a quick break and tell you a little bit about LaRosa's Family Pizzeria, which is coming to Lexington right across the street from Skyline on Richmond Road in May. La Rosa's is a Cincinnati thing just like Skyline Chili. It was started by Buddy La Rosa's in 1954, and there are now 64 pizzerias in the Cincinnati area. The nearest one to Lexington is right up the interstate in Dry Ridge. I go up there every once in a while when I'm visiting some family and friends, because as most of you know, I'm from northern Kentucky. Uh, La Rosa's pizza is obviously delicious, I like it a lot, um, but they have a ton of other stuff on the menu as well. Over 40 selections, to be exact, and all of it is available for pickup or delivery, and you can eat it in their awesome dining room. Uh, so if it if you want to chill out at home and watch a movie, or if you want to go out for a nice dinner, La Rosa's can provide all of that for you. Um, so if you're up in Northern Kentucky, go check out one of the La Rosa's that is closest to you. And... Um, if you want some more information, check out laroses.com and you can get a better idea of what is coming to Lexington soon. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, Kyle, so uh there's uh there's kind of, I don't know if you know if you've picked up on this and cuz I don't the way the post-game interviews go, sometimes we're split off on the road, the players are are at a podium for the most part and we're all talking to them together. But when they're at home that we get, they get separated out and this might've been over a month ago at this point, John Calipari talked about how PJ Washington could go for 35 and 20 if he wanted to. And after that, Jerry Tipton of the Herald leader has kind of asked him about that. He's done it like maybe once, twice at most three times uh, and it's the premise of what we've been talking about for I think over a week, kind of the motor question. It's just a different way to phrase that, Kyle. Um, but Jerry asked it again at uh, at Vandy because he said at halftime you were on pace for thirty five and twenty, and PJ just started laughing and smiling, and I laughed too. And uh, PJ actually said, "I knew that question was coming when I went into the locker room at halftime," and I just <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. Yeah, to because me. he
1: had eighteen. Yeah, he had eighteen. He was on pace for thirty six and twenty. Yep. Yeah, that was a very funny moment. Uh, Just like perfect too, because like that had been a talk. That specific sort of stat line had been a talking point. Uh, And then there he is at halftime, right on pace for it, (laughs) and and failed to get it. We might add a mere eight points and two rebounds after halftime.
0: Yeah. Um, What a slack. Although
1: he didn't. He didn't play nearly as much. But, you know, I wrote the piece I wrote today uh, for The Athletic um, was that, you know, Calipari talking about watching Calipari during that game, and he even brought it up, like, himself. He was running because of those stupid benches at Vanderbilt. He was, like, basically running laps between the bench on the baseline and as far as he was allowed to go up the sideline even in the second half when they were up big, just wildly waving and screaming and coaching and subbing in and out. And and he said, because, uh, you know, he doesn't want to let them slip back. Like they're only halfway up the mountain and he doesn't want to let them slip back. And specifically about PJ, he said, I've been waiting so long for this a year and a half for him to play like this. I will not let him slip. And he said, I told EJ Montgomery, you're going to have to just deal with it and not play as many minutes. I think he only played 11, uh, because I, you know, I'm not going to let PJ um, backslide, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wrote a little bit about that uh, today for for the athletic, and just also about the idea um, that if PJ keeps this up, and and right now, you know, when he when he backed out of the draft in last spring, ESPN had him ranked like the 51st overall prospect they currently have him 18th in their mock draft and and Sam Vicini for us at the Athletic his new mock draft I think it has PJ 23rd but Sam said hey if he keeps this up if he's strong like he's playing now he could sneak into the late lottery and if if that happens if PJ Washington goes from late second round pick to coming back to you know lottery pick or top 20 pick that's huge not only for him but I think it's big for Kentucky because it signals to people that you know this thing that we've talked about some that is uh been sort of an unintended consequence of all the success they've had with one and dones that the other the, the flip side of that coin is it can begin to uh, be a stigma that if you aren't a one and done if you aren't ready to be a lottery pick or as a five star recruit at Kentucky that you've failed somehow And I think if you have a guy who didn't have the kind of year exactly he thought he wanted to have, but he comes back and then he's everything he planned to be, like P.J. Washington came to Kentucky because he wanted to be a lottery pick, and if it took him two years instead of one, it sort of helps change the narrative of, you know, yeah, that's not okay uh, to need a little extra time. And then I think if 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 you build on that next year with a guy like Nick, yeah, and have a similar breakout as you know, and then then I think you have some more evidence. Uh, and somebody brought up to me on Twitter: Did Willie Cauley Stein not already prove that? Well, he was four years ago, and frankly, four years ago, Cal Perry will tell you this: four years ago might as well have been the 1920s <laughs> to the current high school kid. You know, like that—that's a long time ago. And he only came back for a junior year because he was injured anyway. But um, you know, yeah. I think if you have PJ, yeah, and then you have maybe Nick. And you build on that, it can tear down that stigma and sort of help you. you know, one of the ways I put it on Twitter is I tweeted out the story tonight is like when Cal's recruiting high school kids, he's going to, the face of that pitch is going to be Anthony Davis and John Wall and uh, Carl Anthony Towns, one and done number one picks. But if he's recruiting from his own roster in the future, the face of that conversation might be PJ Washington, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and saying, hey, you're not a first-round pick. You're not a lottery pick. So why don't you stay? Why don't you, you know, do this, this, and this? Look at what PJ did. He will use for a long time Shea Gilgis Alexander yeah. uh, as an example um, of what the extra work can do for you. So I, I, I think what PJ is doing right now, and I think Perry recognizes it. Not only could it be the thing that helps them win a championship or make a Final Four this year, but it could be something that resonates for the program in the years to come.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can, I completely agree. And uh, when you just talked to PJ and I don't know if you, I think you would agree with this. He just seems like he's having a great time right now. And obviously it's easy to have a great time when you've just put up 23 straight times. Um, but he just seems to be more comfortable and that just, that happens with experience and age and all those things. Um, but I'm, I'm venturing to guess to your point about kind of using him as an example, even if Calipari wanted to go so far and to say, "Hey, if you want to go call PJ and ask him about his sophomore season," I would venture to guess if it continues to go on this trajectory, he'll have great things to say uh, because it just seems like everything's working out for him. And and I mean, you know, the the nickname that's sweeping the nation, Kyle Pure Jumper Washington. Uh, <laughs> it, he, I think, like that's I got. Uh, should do I need to? Well, we can't do it yet since he's still an amateur. But I don't want to like steal that and make money off of him without him benefiting as well. So whenever he goes pro, I'll get with him and we'll put some t-shirts out, a uh, pure jumper Washington. You down with that? Yes.
1: I think that's a I think that's a good idea. By the way, I know before we go to our next break, a couple scores I wanted to hit on Florida took all overtime tonight, 9 and 190 to 86. Kevon Allen hit a three-pointer to send it to overtime with 2.5 in regulation. I don't know why Uh, Ole Miss
0: didn't foul. You, you, yeah. all these coaches, I I mean, you guys are so much smarter than me and I'm not like, that isn't sarcasm right there. They are so much smarter than me, but they don't do some simple things that when you just look at basic math, you should do. And that's one of them right there.
1: Yeah. There's like under five seconds to go and you're up to don't let the guy get a three off, but, uh, he hits the three uh, they go to overtime and wins. The other uh, score to note, I'm gonna see if there's an update. The halftime score was wild. Uh, Memphis, days after Penny Hardaway told mm-hmm. told us at uh, like 13 and set with a 13 and seven, uh, everybody's jealous and afr. Yep. Uh, was down 18 in the, at halftime to Tulsa,
0: well, a, a nine
1: loss nine loss Tulsa team. Um, there's. Down eleven with to go, Memphis is so. Uh, continue, everyone continues to uh, shudder piece of uh, the greatness of Penny Hardaway.
0: Yeah, and uh, yeah, I don't know about Penny, man, but uh, like uh, it, it, he's becoming a sideshow, and I don't know why he doesn't <laughs> need to do that. It's it's well, kind of here's, here's the one thing here's
1: the here's the one thing I would say about that is. Uh, from a Kentucky perspective, and if you've watched the 30 for 30 on John Calipari, it is sort of the John Calipari playbook. Like, with young John Calipari at UMass knew, like, nobody cares about UMass basketball. Nobody's listening or paying attention. Recruits aren't. I'm going to make a splash, and I'm going to make all the enemies, and I don't care because I don't need anybody to like me. I just need them to pay attention to it now. And he, he went in and picked fights with all the other coaches, like literally picked a fight with Chaney at Temple and almost, they almost killed each other, which he tweeted a joke about the other day, and Chaney, happy birthday. Um,
0: and they are now, know, they are friends, yeah. like legit. I was here, Yeah, that was the day of his coach's show, and he actually got a call from Coach Chaney, and he was behind where, oh, where awesome. I'm, yeah, yeah, setting up talking to him, like reminiscing in, in Calipari, it, like I could hear it in his voice, he did not want to go on to his coach's show because he was just having fun talking to an old friend.
1: Oh, that's awesome. But, uh, you know, that, like, Cal did some of that, you know. And, and like I said, it's in the 30 for 30. And I think he's, like, to an extent, Cal's, like, a little embarrassed of it now.
0: Yeah, I would uh, agree.
1: He's afraid to pump his chest out.
0: Well, that, that's, but, that, that's um, kind of the maturity thing that we were talking about with P.J. Washington. I mean, it goes for all stages of lice to a certain extent. So, I, I don't know. Well, we'll, we'll I'll, I'll, I'll hold off all my judgment on Penny until like a year or two later and we'll see where he is in a lot of different instances but yeah he kind of looks foolish when he's talking about everybody being jealous of them and then you might go down against Tulsa so uh coming up next we're going to talk about the Kentucky sports figure of the year and uh talk a little country music and then give you guys some shout outs for doing awesome stuff on social media in the comment section you are locked on Kentucky part of the locked on podcast network Kyle, we didn't get to hear this because we were at the game, but you're aware of Jimmy Dyke's country music star, right?
1: Yes, I've heard about this. I haven't seen it, but Well,
0: you don't uh, see it, you Mike listen to it. it Sounds like there's not there's not it, a yeah. music video. Because here we go. Hold on. Let me give you like 30 seconds here cuz it's it's pretty fantastic to be honest.
1: Is reason I can't sleep?
0: Well, I know and uh, that'll be the reason you can't sleep tonight, Kyle, because you'll be humming that tune <laughs> all night long. But Jimmy Duggs, that kind of is a just a good way to qualify how big of a blowout it was. They somehow dug up a country music song from one of the commentators.
1: Yeah, and it's not terrible. I mean, it's not the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it's funny. It's uh Oh, it's Jimmy not nice. The... is an interesting character. Yes, All his he little, is. Uh, his, his little catchphrases and the, the, the plane, you know... Jimmy's, that jet, the Jimmy's jet, man. Jimmy's jet. I'm not sure I'm going to forget anytime soon, anyway, uh, his analysis during the UNC Greensboro game where he was repeatedly questioning the decision to put ashton hagens on uh, uncg's star scorer who'd gone off on the fir- in the first half against others and jimmy dykes is repeatedly questioning the intelligence of having hagens defend him as hagens completely shutting him down for mm-hmm. that half everybody that was, uh, misses
0: every once in a while Kyle. not his
1: okay. finest analysis although i've got about a about a mile high stack of bad predictions of my own so
0: yeah um let's talk about for a minute the kentucky sports figure of the year which the herald leader does mark story shout out to him does a fantastic job he tries to get kyle to vote but kyle is you know so busy i think he's playing with his dog right now he has to multitask in life um and <laughs> you can hear that <laughs> i could hear the dog collar in the background so um uh The fact Josh Allen is the sports figure of the year. He won. There were a ton of great candidates. I thought, Um but what was interesting to me when you look at the kind of the list, you had three Kentucky football guys on there. Uh Josh Allen yeah, was one. Did, did, the, did
1: they?
0: I, I I haven't read the full finishing order, but someone did tell me number two was Benny Snell, and I know Mark Stoops was also yeah. on the list because Mark tweeted out the top ten. So you had three UK yeah. football representatives on there, and that that. I think that's kind of a good way to just show how successful the football season was overall.
1: Yeah, that's. A, I think that's that's about right too. I don't think there was any um, there was any um, winning level uh, entry for basketball. There wasn't anybody that I think would would have been deserving to win that. I think maybe Shea.
0: Yeah, Shea was on my list, but I think I had him like tenth. I had him near the bottom just because of the, as you said, yeah. the, the winning factor. But, I mean, he was a, a, an awesome story. That's yeah. why I think he was deserving to be on the list, yeah. just not near the top.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you could have, uh, like, conceivably had Josh Allen, Benny Snell, and Mark Stoops one, two, three. 2 3 because, yeah. I mean, it was, uh, when it comes to Kentucky football, you know, people want to say, well, the pass doesn't matter. Well, it does matter because, uh, when you haven't done something more than twice in your entire history of the program to win ten games for the third time, and for the first time in four years, uh, is huge. I mean, they just just today before this got announced, they they uh, sent out a message that they've already had ten thousand season, like almost nine hundred new season ticket holders. Um, and and way ahead of I think uh, schedule from compared to to compared to last
0: year. Eight hundred percent increase. So you know,
1: people are excited. Yeah, I mean the kind of season they just had, where you you not only win ten games, you not only win at Florida and in the Florida streak, you not only beat uh, Penn State, um, but you have the national, basically unanimous national defensive player of the year you, is flirting with being the number one pick in the NFL draft. Like this was a. A, a landmark year for kentucky football and so yeah i think i think having a bunch of kentucky football dudes on that list was appropriate and i, I think to me there was no other real choice for yep. what used to be known as sportsman of the year right i guess it's yeah all the, the language to... has been altered because it's because because a, a horse is one well, and, <laughs> and also obviously there are women yes that win and There you go. Uh, But uh, there's definitely no more deserving guy this year to me than Josh Allen.
0: All right, we'll wrap uh, with some shout-outs. We got a nice review from Budley1, who said, Great job, guys. Keep it up. He's listening in Ridgeville, Washington. Um, We got a tweet from Matt Boatman, who said, Catching up on the podcast. And then he said, Hashtag out turtleneck'em. And then he has the picture of... the Andy Sandberg and Justin Timberlake guy. If you missed that, we talked about Brad Calipari's fashion and uh, <laughs> on the Kansas bench, so that's what Boatman was talking about there. Then we got a nice message from Justin Boone, who said, hey guys, really appreciate the follow. Been listening for just a couple weeks, but the podcast has immediately become my daily cat's go-to with on-the-court player focus and manageable runtime. Appreciate all that. And uh, if you... Are enjoying the show, please leave us a comment on whatever podcast player you are. Just type it out real quick. Give us five stars. Really helps. Really helps spread the word. Best way you can spread the word is to share it. Just text it, tweet it, Facebook it, however you like to share stuff. And then someone else might get to enjoy it. Be sure to be following along with Kyle and I. You can follow Kyle on Twitter
1: at KyleTucker underscore ATH.
0: I'm on Twitter at CurtisBurch, B U R C H. As I mentioned on the last couple of podcasts, March Madness is coming around. We got some advertising slots still available. And if you want to jump on the train, shoot us an email, gmail.com, And we'll get you those ad rates and share uh, how we can help you spread your business's message to the Big Blue Nation. Thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you guys soon. You are locked on Kentucky. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcast Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, do we mention how all this? Seth Higgins has had
0: no. That's a good one. We'll do that as He's well.
1: He's had like nine, eight, eight. Yeah.
0: And uh, did you vote in the Mark Story thing or did you not?
1: No, I never do. I always
0: forget, and then I've okay. Bad. Well, we'll just but we can talk about. Yeah, it yeah. Anyway. We'll mention that as well. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. That's a, the, there we go. That's a show.